You're listening to our series called Radiance, a practical study on the seven churches of Revelation. Today's reading comes from Ephesians 4, 1-16. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit. Just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended into the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful schemes. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is, Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love, as each part does its work. Here's Justin Hibbard with today's lesson called A Very Different Church, Part 3 of the Introduction of the Seven Churches of Revelation. Church has evolved quite a bit from the first century that it's hard to read about these churches in its proper context. Today we have churches at every corner. It seems rather fitting in our consumer-driven society. What flavor do you like? How much Calvinism would you like with that cup of tea? How high would you like your hierarchical church? Do you like greater denomination accountability or less? What type of polity sandwich would you like? And how hot do you prefer your corporate worship, the mild organ or the flaming electric guitar? Oh, the choices we have. On one hand, choices are good. As a friend of mine says, it takes all types of churches to reach all types of people. On the other hand, choices can limit us. They can limit us because what we look for in a church are people who are just like us. They believe the same things or close enough to it. They act the same way. They look the same as us. Perhaps they're even in the same economic class. We go where we're most comfortable. That doesn't stretch us very much. And as a result, we've become very bad at working out our differences. In the first century, because accepting Christ often meant being ostracized from one's family, finding people who were also believers was everything. They didn't have an extensive library on how to live the Christian life, lessons on theology or sermon podcasts. Forget the notion of bedside Baptist or mattress Methodist. For them, church was their community, their kinship, and their family. There weren't churches on every corner. Generally, there was just one for every major city or so. The church had a challenge. People brought their baggage, their sinful habits, their heresies, their personal problems, their emotional tendencies, their cultural differences to the group. In 1 Corinthians, we get a hint of just how screwed up that can be. The church had to balance the seeker-sensitive and the mature. It had to take stands on theology, and it didn't even have a canon of scripture. Imagine the difficulty they had in working out their differences. They couldn't just leave. They didn't have anywhere to go. 
Over the years, I've seen people leave a church and go to another for a variety of reasons. Most of us have done the same. But can I be honest with you from a leadership standpoint? One of the most frustrating things is when someone leaves over an issue without trying to help fix the problem. I could understand it if people said, I brought this issue up to the leadership months ago, and nothing seems to have been resolved, and I've done everything I could. But many times, the individuals do not say anything, they let the situation brew, and finally, they just leave. This is what the problem is, and by the way, we're out of here. Could you imagine having a home with a leaky roof and saying, okay, family, we're leaving this house? No, of course not. You have too much invested. Unless you've got oodles of money, you're going to have to sell the home after you make the necessary repairs and buy a new one. You don't just leave. You do what you can to fix what's broken. Churches are not perfect and never will be, period. This is such a critical point to understand. We all have issues because the church body is made up of people with issues. We all bring our baggage to the table. Nobody's perfect. Not the Sunday school teacher, not the elder, not the pastor. We have quirky personalities and odd habits, not to mention our wide spectrum of beliefs. The key is to commit ourselves to a ministry of love and grace. Church isn't just a place to be entertained and be ministered to. It is a place where we minister. And we ought to expect the changing power of the Holy Spirit to work in both our lives and those within our church community. The idea of radiance is simple. We at New Hope Chapel want to be a relevant Relevant, church. But more important than being relevant to the world, we want to be relevant to Jesus. We believe God still speaks and His Word is still relevant to us. His message to the seven churches in Revelation has a historical context, but their lessons are eternal. So we're engaging with God through His Word and through prayer and saying, God, what is it that you want from our church? If we seek God's face, we know he's going to speak to us, and we will radiate with the glory of God. Radiate with the glory Join of us God. on this journey as our pastor, Justin Hibbard, leads us in building a church after God's own heart. God's own heart. God's own heart. New Hope Chapel is a ministry in Arnold, Maryland. You can find out more about our church at newhopechapel.org. Special thanks to the least of these for the music for this podcast.